Hey there, welcome to SaaS Unbound, brought to you by SaaS Group. This is season two, and I'm your host, Anna Dana, and this is the show where we chat with inspiring founders and experts to bring an inside scoop on how they made their business a success. And today with me is Neeraj Agarwal, co-founder of Pabli, a SaaS platform for business automation, and another incredible venture, Magnet Brains, an ad tech platform for students in India with over 100 million students using it every month. That's exceptional. And I really want to learn how you do both. So welcome to the show, Neeraj. Uh, thank you, Anna, for having me on the show. I keep on listening to different episodes that you upload every once in a while. So it's thank been you. an honor to be here. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. But yeah, let's talk about you. And for I guess we'll start with your background a little bit, right? So how your journey into SaaS world started and how the idea of Pabli and Magnet Brains was born. Yeah, so see, in our case, we are two co-founders and we happen to be real brothers as well. I'm the younger one. And my brother happens to be three years older than me. <laughs> we started back in 2019, we started a training institute by teaching students PHP, right? So PHP is a language to create web applications and it was very popular back in the days, right? And this is, I think this is 2009, not 2019. Yeah, uh, that's what so I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We started a training institute teaching PHP. And we actually did it for quite some time. And see, when you teach students, you always get in touch with some of the fantastic people around, right? And somehow in our journey, we also got connected with some of the amazing folks. And those students, along with me, we started a WordPress theme company by the name of Inc. Themes back in 2011, right? Pankaj, who happens to be my co-founder, he was still teaching students, but I actually forayed into and started a WordPress theme business. To be honest with you, it was, it was totally accidental that I went into a WordPress theme industry. Um, uh, I didn't had any prior experience, but I wanted to do something which was connected with some sort of designing things and things like that. When we started in themes for around a year or so, we didn't make any money to be honest, <laughs> right? And, as it uh, often happens. <laughs> yeah, as it often happens. Um, so to be honest with you, I started in January 2011. And by December 2011, I think we hardly made $1,000 or something. So that was the total revenue in the period of 12 months. Only $1,000, right? And uh, there was a small team as well. So managing it was really hard. And somehow I was asking money from my parents at that point of time to stay afloat in the WordPress theme industry. Somehow I got connected with one person who happened to be a marketer, who happened to be an online marketer. And he told me, Neeraj, you are building nice WordPress theme designs and I can help you sell these themes. And he told me that Neeraj, whatever themes I will sell, I will take 70% cut of the amount that we are going to sell and you will be getting 30%, right? I was still happy considering I was not able to sell it myself. <laughs> right. right. And, marketers uh, were expensive and, back then. <laughs> marketers were expensive. And to be honest with you, I was coming from a core development background. I didn't have a background in marketing at all, right? Um, so he had this huge email list and email list is even the word that I heard for the first time back in those days. And he shoot that email to around 6,000, 7,000 people. And back then the conversion rates were very high. Uh, he built a very nice offer and everything. And within a single day, I think he sold around $50,000 worth of themes. <laughs> oh, wow. It was roughly around that amount. I ended up garnering 30% out of it. And somehow we were in business due to that single incident. Just 30% is enough. See, India is a relatively, is an economy where you can do a lot of things with the 30% of the money that you are able to get, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so, so that was my first incident with the uh, first experience with the internet industry and selling a product in the online market. 
and somehow that uh, experience transitioned me to launch pably down the years pably happens to be a saas platform and after few years we started pably and somehow even doing pably for quite some years one of the products that we released was pably connect which happened to become popular because it helped different tools to connect all together right and and that is how the journey of pably and me getting into the saas business got started <laughs> That's super interesting. Okay, you guys are called Zapier of India. I think that's a really good comparison and I've seen quite a few comparisons actually on on YouTube and you come on top a lot. And sometimes it's because of pricing, sometimes it's because of the integrations that people are looking for, but we'll get to that, right? There is also magnet brains. I guess that kind of came from your teaching background or why did you think that on top of that on top of SaaS or was it before that you tell me um you also want to invest in the education Yeah so see I will be honest here with the journey of magnet brains only honesty we want <laughs> Yeah so 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 the thing is it actually happened after we were doing pably it happened in somewhere close to during the covid phase actually it happened and in fact to be honest with you i we were we actually started it one year before the covid covid happened right the way it happened is see my co-founder he came from a teaching background because he used to teach the students even when we started our training institute for teaching php i was the one who used to collect the cash that was coming from students but he was the one who was actually going out there and teaching the students right okay so my co-founder just a random idea on a random day he said that i want to create video lectures uh, for kindergarten to 12th standard students here in india right so that is what he wanted to do and to be honest with you i actually told him initially that see we work in the software segment how come it doesn't align with the thing that we are doing right now <laughs> like right yeah. so i told him that somehow it doesn't align because we are into saas business and suddenly how come we can start to teach students but you know what sometimes you start a side project thinking that it might just be a one off thing and somehow you start it out right when we started it covid didn't happen but after a period of one year we actually created quite a lot of videos so my co-founder he actually is a master scale person so you tell him that you want these many wet videos in these many days and he can somehow scale them up in very high quality right so from 2019 to 2020 he started that segment uh, he was the one who was also handling the camera just to see if the context is right if the video quality is right and he started it i was alongside him and somehow i don't know whether it was the people who were teaching the students or whether it was the quality of videos that attracted the students but somehow it started picking up attention here in india among students and the adtech industry in india is very crazy because there are fundings which are very huge for example byju's was one of the major players had a valuation of 16 billion dollars so you can imagine oh, wow. raised more than yeah. 800000 800 million dollars or something uh we had a couple of other players as well somehow we started small just kept on pushing videos anything else we just said no that we do not want to build our mobile app we do not want to build our website we just want to push videos to youtube it is very similar to what you are doing with saas group videos you just keep on pushing one agenda all the time right you keep on connecting with founders you keep on post you i don't know the segment but it keeps on happening very fast now compare a person who is doing 10 different things he is managing a website he is managing mobile app it gets a little messy all around but when you are just focused on one thing just keep on doing videos and at one point of time he was recording 24 hours of video per day 
because we had multiple oh. studios so around 24 hours of recording per day and within a period of around one and a half year we had recorded few thousand hours of videos um and somehow we were covering just about every subject in every grade possible and that also brought so many students to the platform the pankaj's idea was there should be video for just about every topic that the student want to learn and the quality should be very high so that was the two only the, those were the two fundamentals that we focused on and somehow here in india people get crazy about education right in different economies people have different priorities but here education is one of the major priorities for parents right and so as soon as he started students started to garner the interest and somehow it peaked during the exam times actually it peaked to 100 million views in a month it was substantial considering our biggest funded competitors were less than 10 million views in a month right okay. and we were doing 100 million that's a big success and interestingly i don't know but... <laughs> yeah interestingly yeah pankaj keeps on getting calls from different ventures as well but but it is what it is so we are doing we are just pushing videos and he is the one who is leading that team and that is how it is it has grown all right all right that's wonderful i love how you talk about focusing i wonder how long it will take us to get to 100 million views on youtube but <laughs> let's hope yeah, we get there yeah the channel name the channel name is magnet brains why by the way because if the listeners are listening they can probably check out the youtube channel as well so sure and yeah. i did honestly cuz i have a kid and i was like okay it's super popular i will go and check it out and it was actually really nice and we even watched a few with him and he liked it so thank you for doing what you're doing um yeah. but yeah back to pably um you've got a super interesting story and i guess content is again for pably as well your biggest marketing strategy out there right because i also went to your pably youtube account and then yeah. there is you a lot of you and you do the content i think that's brilliant because in b2b founders want to see another founder talk about it and be the spokesperson of the company and trust them um so how did you come to it how did you decide that this is going to be something that you will push towards your customers how did you decide that there is going to be a video for every integration for every use case for probably yeah so one thing that we learned along the journey is that you should always focus on your key strength right and every person out there comes with their own key strength for example for some people it might be content writing for some people it might be facebook ads for others it might be google ads and there are so many marketing channels that keeps on popping out every once in a while see from our experience at magnet brains because we were doing lot of videos out there uh, one fundamental thing that we were seeing all around was that there were tools to do lot of things but no one, one no one was actually teaching how to use those tools right just to give a honest perspective on something only yesterday there were 75 saas products launched on product hunt 75 unique product launched on product hunt just yesterday <laughs> right yeah. there are so many tools that are coming out the challenge is see from a saas business point what i am seeing and what i am learning is there are so many tools to do so many things right but the thing is no one is teaching how to use those tools right and our key strength is all about teaching because we come from a teaching background right so when we started pably connect um it actually gave us a chance to create so many videos as well because you are you can connect one software with two 2000 other softwares right yeah and then you have the second software again it can be connected with 2000 other softwares right for just to give a context let's say if you have an email marketing product you might create five videos six videos 10 videos 20 videos but then you will be out of the content that you can create right 
but when you are into the integration space and if you have an integration with google sheet on one side and thousand other tools on the other side you can basically teach people on how to integrate one tool with other and you actually can create as many kind content as we want right so and because teaching comes as a strength for us uh, we focused on teaching as well because we realized that see still i go on calls with so many customers every day yesterday i also went on call with uh, at least two three customers who happen to be public connect customers they keep on asking me neeraj i have the software but what do i automate and i always tell them that we have a library of around 5500 or so videos just go on youtube check out a video and see if you can figure out a single use case that can be helpful for your business to automate something right so there was this guy in our facebook group as well he told me that neeraj i was a customer with zapier and i was their customer for a long time but i didn't realize that i can automate printing the shipping labels when the amazon order happens right and okay. that's an interesting one <laughs> and that is something that he automated with pabli connect because we have a video on that on how you can automate printing the shipping labels right so those are the type of ideas that keeps on happening because we have the video library out there and there is always something to automate right so so yeah so that is how it all started okay looking for new ways to find customers for your SaaS business consider adding an affiliate or customer referral program Rewardful is the easiest affiliate tracking platform to set up, manage, and scale for SaaS companies. Log your customer acquisition cost and only pay based on results. Integrate Rewardful with your Stripe or Paddle account and set up your affiliate campaigns in minutes. Rewardful automatically tracks referrals, calculates commissions, handles upgrades and downgrades, all seamlessly in the background, whether you sell one-off purchases or recurring subscriptions. Companies like Podia, Copy.ai, Barometrics, Synthesia, and many, many more are already using Rewardful to add that sweet, sweet MRR to their businesses. Sign up now at Rewardful.com for a free 14-day trial and turn your biggest fans into your best marketers. I think that's a brilliant idea. I'm with you every step of the way. When you try a new product, and now everyone wants to figure everything out super fast, if it's not intuitive or if there is no video, because no matter how many pages of documentation or how good it is you have on your website, people just want to see it once, right? What I click, where I put it, you know how to do it basically, and that is it. And whenever there is a video it just i don't know a hundred times better than just reading through the documentation and of course there is market for that too right a bit more technical people probably would love to read their documentation but because you're focused Absolutely. on mar marketers yeah we like to see what we're getting into so yeah you you already mentioned facebook group right and i guess that's like another level of your customer communication and customer onboarding. Um, and I went there just this morning. Thank you for inviting me. Um, and I saw that it's public. Everyone who's using Pabli or wants to use Pabli can write about their concerns or bugs that they saw or how they're using it, their unique use cases. When did that start? Like, how did you realize that you want that? Because just yesterday we were talking with another founder. They have a Slack community. You have this Facebook group. At what point you realized we can help people, but there are just so many of them that maybe they also can help themselves and operate in this community. So we started our community on day one when we launched Pabli Connect. Okay. communities is a very powerful medium to connect with people see what i have seen in a general world is that we developers or we founders we develop our own cocoon where we just keep on building the product thinking that this will be something that will be useful for so many people right yeah. but when you actually talk to people when you are taking feedbacks on just about every single thing 
your customers will actually save you a lot of time down the road because it actually happened to me a lot of time that I told in the community that I'm building something. I shared few pictures and then members in the community told me that this is not something that they really want, but this is something and they actually told me a very diff entirely different thing altogether that they possibly need, right? So for me, community is something that is a go-to place to understand what you need to be building before you even build something, right? Yeah. So see, community nowadays is fundamental to selling and building the product. And I think it is a huge leverage if you can somehow ride the community. One thing that I see in communities often is you have to face a lot of criticism when it happens in the group, right? I remember because I also talked to my team and we have a couple of other products on Pabli Suite as well. I just managed the Pabli Connect project because that is something that I just love to do. But what I see is when there is criticism, a lot of time other community members just throw that person out of the community, <laughs> right? But the people who are criticizing you are someone who, and if it is a honest criticism, it actually helps you to improve your product, right? Yeah, and, and, those are the, and those are the people that you actually want to keep closer than to be far away. Because I realized back in those days when we were building the software, even if there was a slight bug, there were people who were telling me that Neeraj, this is the bug. Your system has bug. You need to solve it. And because we were listening to the community, we were solving small things. We were able to reach a far wider audience because now people were seeing us in comparison with the best tool out there, which happened to be Zapier, right? So, so, so when you are listening to people, when you are listening to criticism, when you are improving the product and you just keep on doing it for a very long time, the things start to compound and that is when magic also starts to happen. So... To just give you a context, when we started, we had a community of just 40, 50 people back in those days. And this is 2020, I think, right? And uh, this is 2023, just three years. And I think we grew it into a community of 15,000 members. And uh, most of those members are also the customers of Pabli. So they keep on sharing things. They keep on seeing all the silly things that I keep on writing in the group as well. <laughs> so. So yeah, so it is what it is. Right. Oh, I remember what was that story of like a guy, I don't remember the company, but his only job was like to criticize everything they were doing. And eventually he became the president of the company or something. So I think, yeah, it's, it's really important to just have a fresh look and talk to your customers and see what went wrong or just not be afraid to talk to those who criticize you objectively, hopefully. Um, but yeah, you said that you are there managing the community a little bit, taking the calls with your customers, and it's been a while since Pabli launched. So over the years, how did your role within the company change and why do you still feel like it's important to go out there on Facebook, write all these silly things, or just personally suggest what could be built? I think, uh, see, uh, to be honest with you, I'm still doing the very same job that I was doing three years ago. I'm not a coder myself. I do not code the software. But I actually talk to a lot of founders because it is very, see, fortunately, I'm in, an, in, I'm in the integration space, right? So what I have learned is I just like you do the, your podcast and you get the chance to talk to a lot of founders out there, right? Yeah. Um, my job is pretty much similar to what you are doing, <laughs> right? Because we build an integration software. So I get connected to just about every founder out there, right? Uh, I can literally message a founder and I'm pretty sure that he will respond to me, right? And one thing that I learned after talking to a lot of founders is that if you really want to be successful, you have to just keep on doing what you are doing for a long period of time. <laughs> right yeah. and and i totally understand that your jobs keeps on switching as you grow but i think somehow 
I still like to talk to people because they give you that certain perspective that you won't get otherwise unless you talk to people, mm -hmm. right? So somehow my job back in 2020 was exactly similar. I was still talking to people. I was just understanding what their requirements are. I was understanding what kind of things they want to be automating in their business. And pretty much three years down the line, I'm still doing the very same thing. I do not program myself. I do not build the landing pages myself. But I just want to be there to understand what is happening in the industry. To just give you a context, nowadays, a lot of people talk about chat GPT because it, it took everyone by storm, right? But oh, uh, because of the community, yeah, because of the community, because of the people I was connected to, we actually launched the open AI integration inside Pabli Connect three months before it became in storm, <laughs> right? Okay. And we actually were, and we actually were able to do it even before Zapier did it, right? And interestingly, the most interesting point was we didn't do it ourselves. There was a community member who did it. All right. He built a, yeah, he built an open AI integration inside Pabli Connect three months prior to their wide public release. So those are the type of things that keep on happening when you are connected to the community, connected to the people. And somehow see my role, I, I like to talk to founders and specifically my role allows me to connect with so many founders every once in a while. For example, uh, yesterday I was talking to a founder of uh, a platform by the name of what's, what's tool, I guess. So I did it. So he actually messaged me that Neeraj, we want to get our product integrated. And I was about to schedule the call. Today, we talked on chat for now, but I'm scheduled to talk to him on call. And when I go to, when I go on call, I get different perspectives that I would probably not be getting if I were not connected to the community. So see, my role is not transitioning at least for next three, four years. And honestly, I do not even know what my role will be as the company transitions. At least uh, what I'm doing right now, I am somehow enjoying it. <laughs> okay. All right. And that's the best part of it. I mean, because like you said, you hope to carry this on for many years. So you should definitely enjoy what you're doing. But yeah, I think it's, it's a great thing that on one side, you have this incredible opportunity to talk to customers and, um, Moreover, they have an opportunity to talk to you, right? In in the community, they can tell you what they want, what kind of integration or what kind of video they are looking for, and they do get a response. And at the same time, you can talk to founders who want to partner and have an integration. And yeah, so you've got it covered from basically all the sides. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, I'm in that sweet spot where that that kind of things can happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So another really important and super interesting part of what you're doing is the fact that you guys are bootstrapped. You absolutely. are. Yeah. yeah, you're pretty huge by this by this time. You're profitable. And okay, so the question is, how do you do that? How did you decide from the very beginning? Because competing with Zapier is pretty bold. So why not just go out there? You're building a brilliant tool. It will be a no-brainer to get funds from different investors. Why not just go there, just ease into it in a way? Why did you choose bootstrapping? See, I think I have, see, I think I don't have a very clear answer on why we are bootstrapping and why we are not getting any or raising any funds. See, I think from my perspective, I feel you should only raise the funds when you have clear idea on what you really want to do those with, we do with those funds, right? Um, I do have a, I do have slight chance on getting the funds, but somehow it also comes with different complications of different sort, right? 
um somehow i feel we are still in that stage where we do have enough profitability to take it forward and possibly down the line see i didn't even went to anyone to raise the funds because i realized that if you're doing your things well things automatically and eventually happens on their own right and i feel having bootstrapped startup also gives you a certain level of freedom we have lot of interesting stories here in india for example i learn from stories of zoho here by the way is also bootstrapped build a very nice business out there i am also a big fan of jotform founder by the way you should also interview him he is a nice guy <laughs> all right uh, i'm hoping for an introduction so, then <laughs> yeah but he doesn't uh, he doesn't reply to my tweets that i send out to him so <laughs> oh no so so he's we'll get to him <laughs> Yep. So probably to ever get to him, just let him know that Neeraj wants to talk to you as well. Yeah. Okay, I will. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, but anyways, Jotform founder, he actually built a very nice bootstrap business, and I realize, see, as long as you are profitable, as long as you are building the business patiently, um, see, that is everything that you want, right? I get a salary from the company. It is a good salary. I think it is paying me well. uh too much money also i don't know what will happen but i think it is what it is and i'm enjoying the bootstrap journey as well <laughs> okay and if they are not paying you well you can always go directly to the ceos <laughs> <laughs> no i yeah. think uh, see uh, i live in just just to give you a context uh, geographically i live in a small city in fact when i call it a small city it is a tier 2 city you will call it right and it is at least 800 miles from any technical capital of india for example it is 800 900 miles from bangalore it is 800 900 miles roughly from delhi mumbai and all the major city out there the cost of living of the city where i work from is very low honestly speaking right to the level that you can actually have a very nice apartment on rent for 300 or 400 dollars every month okay <laughs> right? maybe i'm moving there next year <laughs> yeah and still it is a very wonderful city to live in like it has low lot of lakes and and yeah so and we live in a world where we can build products and in fact the world class products from small cities like where i live from and where i come from and that is also a very big advantage that we have right here so okay yeah this is something that yeah. not a lot of people consider it's just cheaper sometimes to build um a saas product a saas company from anywhere outside of silicon valley so <laughs> yeah you have to think about the the location of your business as well all right but you you haven't raised funds but you still grew immensely you started with three people team right and now you're over 100 so that's a pretty rapid growth right even in the vc world so how did you navigate this and how do did how did you structure your work with so many people how did you make sure that you are building the culture where you're still very mindful about your spending so that it's um it's an advantage to build from somewhere not a tier 1 city um so how do you do it see it is not very complicated honestly uh as long as you are getting you're earning the money and as long as you can spend it wisely business is not very tough honestly that is what i feel the reason i feel this is also because you have your profits and out of those profits see when you are building a bootstrapped culture i think even if you are making slight profit every month you can still go a very long journey with those small funds we are not very over ambitious to be honest right we do not want 10 offices in 10 locations we just want to keep it calm we just want to make a sustainable business we just want to build a nice product coming out from a small city here in india that's it right 
but i think i think see different people have different opinions on different things some people like all the flares and whistles we are building a nice office and just to give you a context see how things work here where i work usually what you do is if you are building a venture funded startup you usually open up a big office and you get a office on rent and everything here when we are building a business we first try to buy the property because we are going to stay here for a long term okay <laughs> right so you're ambitious it, we are going to live for a long time <laughs> yeah so 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 the interesting thing is i'm not saying any approach is wrong see each approach has its own pros and cons uh people who get funding who build a very nice business have their way of living and people who are bootstrapped from a small city have their own uh, way of working and both the context are equally correct no, no context is wrong actually right but at least for me the office where we work from we own this office so the company owns this office so literally we do not pay any rents the only rents that we pay is the taxes that we pay for property to the government right so that is the only thing that we pay the team is someone where we we do not go to big high tech cities we train the people here we train them ourselves because we come from a training background and we try to make things good for the people here as well and we try to build a equally sustainable thing for ourselves as well see uh, the context might worry for different founders the context might worry for different things but honestly speaking i was talking to one big vc firm here in india and to be honest with you lot of vc firms know us still know us because of our works in magnet brains rather than pably to be honest right okay. and because i don't know because adtech is crazy as i said you said earlier yeah so i was actually talking to one vc firm they were actually very large vc firm here in india in fact they are not vc firm they are private equity firm and i was talking to the founder somehow we got lucky because of magnet brains and i asked him like what is the advantage and what is the reason you like magnet brains so much and he told me that the neeraj we like magnet brains so much because it is coming from a small city where you are building a different type of culture altogether right and and see that is how it is and i think that is how things grow i talked to a lot of people i don't know whether we will raise funds or not or whether we will stay bootstrapped or not but whatever we are doing we just want to enjoy what we are doing and in our minds when we talk to i talk among our teams when i talk to my co-founder and anyone who ask me like what do you really want to do i always tell them that i want to at least compete strongly on the integration and automation space i don't know whether it will surpass zapier anytime but if you ask me what my goal is i all i want to surpass it i'm not saying that i am not ambitious but but again see that those are the type of things that you have in mind my my co-founder was actually posted a message yesterday in fact he posted a message on linkedin today and he shared a picture of yesterday was a chess world cup yes right so so on one hand there was magnus carlson and on the other hand was prag pragnanda is his name he also comes from india and uh, somehow magnus won the match yes. right magnus i i wrote in the comment that magnus is the world champion and he still is a world champion this year as well but that's not fun the fun is when an underdog who no one believes in becomes a world champion <laughs> right course, and yeah. to me pably yeah and that is when the story happens and that is when you love it right and that is exactly what the story of pably connect is all about we come from a very small city it is tier 2 city 800 kilometers from any tech capital in the world a very small team that no one believes in that no one thinks can beat or i don't want to beat them but i want to be competing hard on with the number one player out there so we are underdogs they are still the world champion and yeah. they are still the world champion but we want to become a world champion right <laughs> because that is then it is a story of course 
and then probably anna might interview me all over again if somehow it happens and see oh, i want yeah. a very kind of thing for you as well yeah <laughs> oh thank you well i hope you don't stop answering my emails when you go big when you take on zapier but that's a very interesting you mindset. never know yeah <laughs> yeah you never know what is going to happen see my we yeah. might still be very small and just die here what you never know <laughs> die as a company not die as a founder <laughs> hopefully fingers crossed okay just a couple more questions and this is something that i noticed and i thought okay this is a bit more of a like early stage startup thing you sell lifetime deals right and yeah. you go to product hunt um since you mentioned it already and this new kids on the block they sell lifetime deals just to keep going just to to build something else maybe implement a new feature why do you do that till now see i think it is a very good starting point for any person and see there are two ways to run a lifetime deal when people are running a lifetime deal what they do is to sell the lifetime deal they raise their monthly prices so that anyone who comes over to their page always feels that lifetime is the way to go right when we do the lifetime deal we still keep our monthly prices low because yeah. we tell them that you have an option of lifetime deal but you still have an option to get the monthly right and it is again your choice whether you want to go into the lifetime segment or whether you want to go into the monthly segment but our monthly is not at all expensive just to sell the lifetimes this is one thing the second thing is when we were doing lifetime we realized that we want to so see internally we i always tell my team that i want to become just like what cloudflare did right cloudflare used by millions of website cloudflare goes down millions of websites out there goes down right so cloudflare is the number one firewall that people are using right now cloudflare became very popular because they had a free tier that allowed people to do a lot of things we consider our lifetime deal to be a not a free tier actually but it is a very good limits that we give to people who want to start their automation journey but we realize and we know that probably there will be some people there will be at least 10% of the crowd who will always surpass those 10000 task limit and those will eventually become our recurring customer and and that is and that is enough for us to be honest because even if the number of people that we are joining in through the lifetime deal 10% of the people upgrade to the higher plan will eventually be our recurring customers and they are in fact that is in fact what is happening as well and that also makes the whole project sustainable as well the interesting thing is 90% of the people still don't have to pay recurring ever so the interesting thing is those people if served well become your evangelist and they tell others that there is a product where you can invest your money once and you can still use the software for lifetime so who doesn't want to automate their business for lifetime and 90% of the people are those type of people 10% of the people exceed their 10000 task limit and the person who exceed the task limit are always high end users they do not even need 10000 extra task those are the people who always needs 50000 extra task 100000 extra task because they are the big users yeah. so somehow see it is a mix of multiple mindset where we thought that lifetime is a good way to reach a certain type of audience who would otherwise not leave zapier because because we are offering a very similar pricing band so we just thought to make it much more interesting and interestingly there is one more thing that we did very amazingly well and that is we when you build a workflow inside any integration platform out there they also charge a task for any internal steps that you are using so for example let's say we build a very simple automation that when there is a sale inside stripe you want that sale data to be sent to google sheet a very simple automation but before building that automation what you want to do is 
if someone is writing their name in small letters, for example, NR writes his name as A double N A in, and she forgets to capitalize the first letter of A. And inside Zapier, if you use an internal step to capitalize the first letter, that is also counted as a task inside Zapier, right? But when you do any internal operations of modifying a text or changing any numbers or doing any kind of formatting activities that is actually free inside Pabli Connect. So when you use Pabli Connect versus Zapier, our task always lasts longer than any platform out there, right? So people have much more bandwidth of using an automation software. Plus they are able to automate the very same thing that they are automating with Zapier. And Apart from that, we are doing it very reliably. So we are on AWS. We do all best practices that can be taken. We learn those best practices ourselves, And somehow we are trying to make it into a very reliable and scalable platform out there. Because see, sometimes we even miss on certain features that Zapier has, but people usually don't mind it because it comes with the benefit of task consumption, it comes with the benefit of a certain level of reliability, and it also comes with the benefit of affordability that they can afford. Right. Yeah. And, and I think being in this location right now, geographically being building a nice software out there, it actually helped us immensely and people are coming in through, through those channels automatically. Yeah. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. All right, I just have a couple more questions. The first one is, can you share an ultimate hack that works for you in building a business, maybe in, in bootstrapping and the, in the way you mindfully spend and mindful frugality of your mindset, or maybe it's hiring or whatever it is, what's something that you come back to and that always works for you. See, I think one thing that always worked for me, and in fact, let's say if I am building a new software out there, I will probably build my community on the first level, right? Community is very important. So that is one hack I will see. It is not a hack, but it is a long-term thing as well. See, hack can help you just for a couple of days, probably a month. And if you are lucky for six months or something, but you need to do fundamental things to build a sustainable business. For me, if I'm starting a business all over again, I will build my community on day one. And you just have to write those kind of things that you're not comfortable writing about, right? So for example, in our case, even for example, we also run Facebook ads in our initial journey. And I shared how we spent a few thousand dollars on Facebook ads and how we lost money out of it. Right. And then a lot of people came out just because of that post and told me that Neeraj, this is how you should be doing ads. And that is when I actually found a right person who was doing, who is doing our ads now. Right. So it is not a hack to be exact, but I think building a community and being open about sharing your failures, uh, actually helps you to connect with way more people than you would otherwise connect. See, everyone posts about good things, but nobody posts about the bad things that happen with you. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's true. Everyone loves transparency. So we started talking about failures. Yeah. So the last question is something that everyone gets. What's so far the biggest win and the biggest failure? Biggest win. I think see from business perspective, because I think we are a business channel, I think learning all the things and building Pabli connect, I would still call it a good thing because a lot of time times, I think you get lucky uh, to be in a certain industry, like, right? Because a lot of time you do not even realize that you want to be in the industry, but somehow you get into it. So for me, a bigger win is that I got into Pabli connect and the reason I find it a win is also because I get to connect with so many people because of the project. Um, right. See, uh, the biggest failure, 
biggest failure in terms of like again the business terms what would you call a big failure in the business term yeah yeah mm i don't know <laughs> i think <laughs> see you keep on getting different things every day something happens with you right sometimes you put money into something you lose the money you don't recover it back um but as such if you tell me what is my biggest failure oh actually that is a complicated question because i think right. uh, see, maybe there wasn't any see i think we good. actually at one point of time we were building a wordpress business ink themes i think we could have taken it to bigger heights but somehow it didn't work out right and we landed into pably so i will say that it might be one of those failures that we could have built a very nice business out of wordpress industry back in those days but again right. <laughs> life goes on so so it's fine right <laughs> you got something probably even better so that's great um i'm really glad that failure ended up with what you're building right now but nirish it's been great talking with you i think you've got something really cool going on again thank you for doing magnet brains i will come back to it with my son at some point um and uh, yeah really interesting what you're going to do with pably next and hopefully next time we do this interview when you take on um the first place in the automation space possibly <laughs> let's see you never know the future but let's hope for the best keep your fingers crossed yeah. you never know what will happen but let's see <laughs> yeah and by okay. the way thank you well, for thank you for the video podcast here because i think that it was phenomenal and really thank you for coming on the call and doing oh, this thank nice you so interview. much it's really i'm really glad to hear that we'll keep on pushing like you guys do and hopefully will reach your heights at some point. Thank you so much for the conversation, Neeraj, and take care. Yeah, same here. Same here. Thank you. That was yet another awesome conversation on SaaS Unbound. We're always looking for new guests to share their experiences. We mostly talk with bootstrapped SaaS founders, and if you're one, reach out to me directly at anna@saas.group or find me on LinkedIn. If you're not bootstrapped or even not SaaS but have a great story to tell, we want to hear from you too. And obviously, SaaS Unbound wouldn't be possible without the SaaS Group, a founder-friendly private equity company that buys awesome businesses that people love to take them to even greater success. If you're thinking about selling your company or just exploring your options, feel free to visit saas.group, fill in the form, and expect a response in under 24 hours.